0: Israel take God for granted and it can be related to us. Sometimes we take God uh, uh, for granted as well. As many children take their parents for granted. Many members take their pastors for granted. They just say, don't worry. I you know. We must not take one another for granted. Let me just rest on that. Because the, everything about this scripture is about Israel or repentance. And why is God punishing them? Because they are what? Unrepentant. So that takes me to I want to get to my uh, uh, yeah. That takes me to the beginning. He said, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us. This is taking wrong confidence in yourself. Ah, don't worry. Mamma will forgive you. He will she will just be angry for a while. She will forgive you. Apostle will forgive you, don't worry. But inside them, they have not. This is how we can relate it to our own day-to-day. God is not happy about this. The children of Israel did this to God. He said, let's let's go to 15. He said, then I will return to my liar until they have borne their guilt and seek my face in their misery. I'm reading the last verse of chapter 5. They will honestly seek me. This was God's hope for the people. But let's see what the people did. Now the people are saying, come, let us return to our God. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. Don't worry. He has injured us, but he will bind us, bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us. Those two days and three days there means that is the day that God has fixed for judgment. That they are thinking, don't worry. He will just rest. But God is not like that. He deals with everyone according to their sins. He said, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us. That we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. You know what the sun does? The sun brings Glory. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rain that water the earth. You can make reference there, Deuteronomy 32, verse 2. Uh, according to that uh, verse, uh, what I've just read, 3b. He said, what can I do with you, Ephraim? This is God now. What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the early dew that disappears. How is our love? In my notes, I ask questions like, how is our love to God? Is our love to God like Ephraim? Ephraim's love to God? Is our love to God like Judah's love to God? How is our love towards God? Is it like the morning mist? That comes early in the morning, and before you know it, it's disappeared. Who can tell me what time does early mist come? Like Jews, what time do they come in the morning? About five o'clock. But by 8 o'clock, it disappeared. Do you understand? Is that your love? That kind of love that you just have it now, and then later disappear? How is your love towards your wife, towards your husband? Is it like this? You want to query it? Because how can we relate to this? Your love towards God? Your love towards uh, one another? Your love towards, your, towards you, husband and wife? Your love towards wife and husband? Your love towards your children, is it like this early morning mist that comes and disappears? May our love not be like that. May our love be constant in the presence of God. He said, therefore, I cut you in pieces with my, with my prophet. The word cut you in pieces there means curse, in some other version. The word cut you to pieces there means I'm going to curse you. I'm really going to curse you because you are are neither hot nor cold. He said, therefore, I cut you into pieces with my prophet. I'm going to send my prophet to send the word, to direct the word to you. I kill you with the words of my mouth. Then my judgment goes forth like the sun. His judgment will go forth like the sun. Reason why he sends the prophets to lead us the way of truth. When he sent the prophet, he said, Therefore, I call to you in pieces with my prophet. That is, my prophet is going to be telling you the truth, which is part of what I'm doing tonight. Amen? I'm one of the prophets that God has sent to, to speak the truth. Amen? And you are one of the hearers that God has also sent to speak the truth to many people that cannot have this privilege or opportunity of sitting in the presence of God like this. God said he's sending his prophet, hence he said prophet like Hosea, and he was able to minister the word as we are reading tonight. I kill you with the words of my mouth. Why is he going to send the prophet so that they can kill them with the words of his mouth? Because when the prophets speak the truth to you, then sin will die. Anything that the enemy has been using to entangle you will die. Truth will be revealed. Because they are speaking the word of truth. May the Lord help all our prophets to speak the word of truth. Do you know that as fathers, as mothers in your household, you are there to speak the word of truth to your children. As friends in the family, you are there to, as uncles, as leaders. Uh, your mother sit there and the way they are doing. That's not my business. No, it's your business. That's why anybody cannot hide under any canopy in this church. I'm still everybody's mother. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not by my own strength, but by the grace of God upon my life. That's why I cannot close my eyes and see things happen in the wrong way. I must be able to address them because I'm a prophet of God to speak the truth. Amen. So you must also see yourself in that capacity. In your places of work. You are the prophets of God that God has sent there. How do you speak your truth? You speak the truth by the way you act, by your conduct, by your attitude. You begin to speak the truth. They will know. They cannot make any bad guess where you are. Ah, Christian. Because that is what they know you to be. You are prophets of God that are sent to places to go and speak the truth of God to people. You are prophets of God that are sent to places to demonstrate the lifestyle of God to people. You are God's own prophet that represent God anywhere that you are. Then my judgment will go forth like the sun. That is when it goes forth like the sun. What does the sun do? Huh? Eh? The sun lightens things up. They go like the sun. judgment, to lead you, they speak the truth. For I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Towards the end of this meeting, I'll be able to look at uh, uh, obedience and sacrifice. I desire obedience. Remind me if I don't give you the, the, those uh, script, some of the scriptures that I put together. I desire the truth. I desire obedience. I don't deserve sacrifices. I don't want people to just be coming to me, but they are not obedient to me. I don't want people to just come to my altar, and it's like they are giving you. Remember, he said, if you have any problem with anybody, make sure that you finish that problem before you come and give at my altar. If not, your giving will not be acceptable. I deserve obedience. When I ask you don't do this, you are not doing it. When I ask you don't do that, you are not doing it. That is what he said here. I deserve obedience. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. An acknowledgement of God, rather than bond offerings. God demands mercy. God demands true love, not sacrifice. God demands your true love towards him, to one another. Do you understand? Love your neighbor as thyself. As Adam. They have broken the covenant. Did Adam break the covenant? Was supposed to be the, 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 everything, but we now have second Adam that came to die for our sins, which is Jesus Christ. Adam was supposed to be everything, but he changed everything by disobedience. He said, As Adam, they have broken the covenant, they were unfaithful. How did they break the covenant? Unfaithfulness, don't eat of this tree, yet they go Don't do this, the Bible says, don't do that. Eh. Are you God? Everybody can make mistakes. If they mistake, God will forgive. Oh, all this attitude. <laughs> After reading the word of God, we must put them right in our lives. He said, as Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were faithful to me there. Gilead is a city of evildoer. Gilead is supposed to be a city of refuge. It's supposed to be a great city. But Gilead becomes a city of evildoer. City of wicked men. So how is your own Gilead? Your Gilead here can stand for your home, can stand for the church of God, can stand for the place of worship. You can stand for anywhere that you are, you are in, your Gilead. Instead of a place of refuge, a place where people come, you, you, you yourself can be a Gilead. Amen. A place where people come for, help. that you're able to inter- inter- intercept, I- interact speak life, speak truth, encourage people, then your, your atmosphere around you has turned to atmosphere of gossip. It's supposed to be a place where people will come and they will, they will enjoy life in God. It's supposed to be a place where people will come and they will develop the word of God. Your, the presence of God is supposed to be with you everywhere. It's a Gilead, a place of refuge, but it has turned to... <laughs> what is our put of yesterday? <laughs> you might... Can, can he himself fulfill all this? Even Mommy over why that is okay? Ah, your atmosphere, you are surrounding your home. Has it turned to a place of gossip? Has it turned to a place where you go and kill people? That's why you are here, so that it must be you follow God properly. Are you listening to me? You judge people's character. You judge people by what they did not do. You just want, because you want someone, someone else to hate another person. You go and prompt lie. Ah, hey, you don't know how i know her very well wow may the lord help us and deliver us from such. he said gilead that was supposed to be a place of flesh a place of peace they are turned to a place of evildoers that is a place for wicked men stand with footprints of blood you know a lot of people kill without people even bringing blood they kill with their mouth is that how we are your gilead has turned to your homes has it turned to a place of gossip? Has it turned to a place where you destroy people's character, destroy people, and make has your home become that? Some did not use that. People come to your own Gilead, to your own home, to destroy your home. Because God is going to look at the appointed place where this happened. He said, Gilead is a city of evil a city of wicked men, stained with footprints of blood. Is that your home? You read 2 Kings chapter 15-25. tells you more about this Gilead I'm talking about. As marauders lie in ambush for a victim, so do bands of priests. He's talking to a priest as well. And that will make me also to refer to us as individual as priests. Talking to the priests in the house. Head. Our leaders. Our pastors. assistants, pastors. Our elders. Our deacons. Do you understand? They are priests. And then come to talk of individual. When we delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light, according to the book of First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He it said, God delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kin, kingdom of light. He said, we are royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. People that have been delivered from darkness into his light. So he now mentioned the priest here. So when we we point fingers at at our pastors, assistant pastors, elders, deacons, and all the husbands, wives, uh, leaders in various capacities, that leaders at work, GOs, CEOs, HEOs, and all the rest of that, we have to point fingers to them. We must also know that we also are priests in our various capacities. He said, as Marauders lie in ambush for a victim, so do bands of priests. Is that you? Are you among the bands of priests that are talking talking about here? Look at what they do. He said they rob people because they are called marauders. Lie in ambush for a victim. They become robbers. You steal people's grace by trying to make them to backslide. He said the mother on the road to Shechem Shechem, also, that was supposed to be a secure place, a place of refuge, it has turned to a place where they murder. You look at uh, the Hosea chapter 5, verse 1, write it against this one. Hosea chapter 6, verse 9, which is what we are reading now. And Hosea, when we get there, chapter 9, verse 8. He said, The murder on the road to Shechem, carrying out their wicked schemes, i have seen a horrible thing in Israel. There, Ephraim is given to prostitution. Israel is defiled. That is, they are stained with sin and they are dirty. They have dirty habits. May the Lord help us not to be this Ephraim or that Israel that is mentioned there. Also for you, Judah, a harvest is appointed. What harvest is appointed? That is, punishment awaits you, Judah, too. You are supposed to be praised. Are supposed to be praising, house of praise, but you are turned to something so the punishment of God awaits you. Those of you, I want to encourage those of us that are leading prayers and everything, read the Bible and understand it very well. Don't come and talk out of God's also for you, Judah. A harvest is abundant. You can add one plus two and say Judah means praise. A harvest of praise. No, it's not a harvest of praise. What is being talked is a harvest of punishment. Punishment also await Judah in the future. But it's going to be at God's own appointed time. Amen. Now let's go to my note. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. Chapter 6. In the first three verses of this chapter, the Israelites and their priests were full of hope. Considering the outcome of the feast. Chapter that is chapter 5, 1 to 7. What let's look for those of us that might have forgotten the judgment. There's a message of three judgments in that chapter. Talks of royal house, that is the kings, and many other people. Go and read that chapter 5, again, 1 to 7. Because in the next chapter, there is a message of hope considering the outcome of chapter 5. They said that they will return to God and he will heal them. I'm confidence in their sin. Don't worry, God is forgiving. He's all forgiving. Don't your sins be as red as scarlet, God of grace. And we are thinking, we are forgotten that. You, can we continue to sin and expect grace to abound? No. This is what the people were doing. And yet they, they said that they will return to God and he will heal them. Since they know that God is a covenant God. Although God has promised that He will help them, that's uh, chapter 5, verse 15. So they thought that God's wrath will last for a few days and He will restore and revive them and they will live in His presence. That is where those uh, He will heal us the second day and on the third day He will do so, He will restore us or something to His presence or something like that. It's not like that. <laughs> you can't hold God ransom. Do we understand? So they thought God's wrath is just for a few days, so we will we, we just be angry for a while. And they will live in His presence. No, you cannot if you continue to sin. That's why, I repeat that uh, chapter, uh, verse 1 from verse 1 again, chapter 6. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but He will heal us. Don't worry. He has cursed us, He has done a lot of things for us. Uh, uh, he has done all these things to us. But if he will forgive us, God is easily forgiven. No. If you are cut into pieces and you don't repent, you continue to be cursed. See, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us. It's not, it's not as quick as that if you continue to live in sin. Let us... Oh, sorry about this. I'm just ha. Uh, that we may live in his presence. God is not like that. To live in His presence, demand total submission and total repentance. That's what is going to make you to live in His presence. Where you are not totally submitted to God, repented, there is no way He can restore you to His presence. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't can't get there. Can't get to His presence. The Bible said He would dwell in the secret place of the Most High. That is His presence shall abide under his shadow. That is his presence. Those who dwell in the secret place of most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of my God, he is my refuge. That's the time that you cannot tell him that is your refuge, is your fortress, the God in whom you trust. You cannot continue to sin and live in his presence. No, it's not allowed. He won't allow that. That we may live in his presence. If you are about sin, there is no way you can live in his presence. If you are having hatred, there's no way you can live in his presence. If you don't forgive one another, there's no way you can live in his presence. If somebody hurts you and is like, you will see, Mm, this and that. Even people that don't hurt you, you begin to to, to quarrel in your heart with them. They don't even know what is wrong with you. You just continue to quarrel. You can't stay in his presence. And these people want to take God for granted as many take their mothers, they take their fathers, they take their friends. They take their pastors, they take their deacon, their elders for granted and say, Don't worry, my husband will easily forgive it. He forgive me. But I may I speak my own to, to him more. He hears things that you need to hear from ah, taking your husband for granted, and you're going to discuss your husband outside. <laughs> you cannot be in his presence. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because I'm relating this to how does it affect us? Taking people for granted. Ah, God bless you, man. But you have taken them for granted, for Lord, and then you want to go and pray. God will not answer you at all. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge Him, as surely as the sun rises, He will appear. That is because, as surely as the sun rises, stand for. Because I'm still quoting that one verse, one to three. As surely as the sun rises, these people still have hope. Like I read to you in my note, they have hope. As long, uh, this sun will always come in the morning. And the sun doesn't come alone. It it comes with glory. As long as the sun rises, God will show us mercy. God will show us mercy. You know, this is their confidence. This is the confidence they are having. He will come to us like the winter rains. Like the spring rains. That water the earth. During the time of winter, during the time of uh, spring, there is no rain. But once rain falls at that time, farmers will be happy because the land will be a uh, 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 for them to, to do some planting, you know. The people in this country can talk of what type of fruits can you grow during the winter and what type of fruit can you grow during the summer. I can only talk of Africa. Do you understand what I'm saying? For the people that are farmers here, but they are so hopeful. With all they are saying, they are still hopeful. We send the sunshine. He forgets easily. God doesn't uh, say uh, sin or something. No, He will come to us like the Winter rain, that is it. will wet us again. Will make us to be, will make us to be refreshed, no? If you continue in sin, you, if you continue to have that hope, there's nothing that God can do for you. Like the spring rain that waters the earth, God will not come and water you. There's nothing will happen. You will stand still. And you see other people prospering, but you are not prospering, check yourself. According to these first three verses, as quoted above, which I've just read to you now, Israel were only looking to the material benefit they will get from God and not repentant. Is that us? Or is that you? Is that me? Trusting God and, yeah, you do it again. Jesus' name, right, so Oh, you won't do it. When we look for material gain from God, come serve God. You are not serving God. Come to prayer meeting. You not come to prayer meeting. Come to church. You are not in church. Come, you become every Sunday material. What is it that we learn every Sunday that you can? What we learn here on Tuesday? What we learn in New Cross on Wednesday? Can we learn that on Sunday? There's no time for that. The prayer meeting that you come on Friday, that we are praying. You take God for God, don't worry. God is not rigid like all these people. Apostles are making it difficult for us. No. When you come on Tuesday, when you come on Wednesday, it's only for your time to know the Bible. If you come during the time of Shilopila, I will even say that the Pillars they know almost the Bible more than the whole church. Because they, studied, they are studying the Bible from Genesis. I told the apostle, please call my Shilopila one of these days to come and tell you what they have learned. They know more than the whole church because they are, they are there. Every Tuesday they are there. I'm so sorry this uh, this one because I slept the alarm rang. I didn't wake up. And the man of God did not wake me. He woke up and he said, you have overworked yourself. I think you need rest. So for the Shilopila that you didn't see me this morning, this was the cause of it. You know, he said you need rest because when alarm ring and I can't hear alarm, then there is a problem. <laughs> so the, <laughs> but I say I said God knows that he see that he not wake me up. He said no. When Jesus he come, he's going to be like that. Two people will be resting, one will have <laughs> God took it to <laughs> So he said Israel were only looking to the material benefit they will get from God and not repentant. They only wanted God to be good to them. So God asked them. What can he do in verse 4? And that is what God was asking them here. You are saying that I will water you. I will do this for you. I will do that. If I injure you, I will revive you. So what, what can I do? In his response, he said, God described their love and loyalty towards him. That is like the morning mist and early dew that disappears. After God has said all these things, they come, let us return to God. They are only wanting to come to God because of their material gain. Don't forget that. And if that is you, you better change. And they began to say a lot of things. As surely as the sun rises, He will appear. He will come to us like the winter rain. Like the God there is, there's a lot of benefit in God. These are the things that God is going to do. God is not going to do all those things if you continue to sing. No matter how you are trying to talk, God or talk to God, he will not come because your sin is there. Enemies put it in front of him. And God doesn't see sin, he just turns his eyes away. So, in, his, in, the, in, in God's response to them, God described their love and loyalty towards him that is like the morning mist and early dew that disappear. Is that your love? This can be likened to the way we sometimes react towards God. How is our love or affection towards God? I wrote that in my note. Is it like the morning mist and early juice that evaporate and disappear easily without no substance? They don't leave anything behind. And remember in those days what my mother used the morning mist for. Those of you that tie gili, We tell us to go and put the gili there. So that the mist will make it to be you understand? So that's how to restore your gili. Those of you that are born in London, you don't know how to restore your gili. your gilis, It's like when you buy the cheaper, but when you buy the real haze and the in order for it not to be rough, rump, or rough like that, you put it on during the early, early Jews, that one may the Lord help us, at least you have learned one for your parties now. <laughs> so how is your love towards God? Is our, uh, is our loyalty backed up with our actions, or are we fake towards him? How is your love towards God? In verse 5, God said he will cut in pieces his people. He will curse, at least he will cut in pieces or curse his people and his prophets and kill them with the words of his mouth. And his judgment will go forth like the sun. It is only their good decision that will save them from his judgment. He therefore, uh, he therefore for this reason, sent his prophet to lead them in the way of truth. In verse 6, God demands from his people true love. Mercy and obedience, and not sacrifice. He desires that his people know and acknowledge him rather than burnt offerings. God is not interested in their rituals or in our rituals, but demands or wants our hearts, their hearts. Hence, he asks them, Why do you worship? What is the motive behind your offering and sacrifices? That's what he's asking them in that. For I desire mercy. In that verse 6, no sacrifice. An acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offering. I want you. I want your heart. I'm not looking at the, the, the society. you join the society in church. You are this, you are that. No. Is your heart in what you are doing? Are you associated with this church with a sincere heart? Or you are just coming here to glean? Is that what you are coming to do? This one, be blessed me today. Your leg in, your leg out. Is that what you are doing? How do you associate with him? In the seventh verse, it was written that the people broke the covenant as it was in the beginning. That is, even from the time of Adam. They broke, the people continue to, even after reading about Adam and Eve and everything, they continue to, to, to sin. I've read so much about the people that uh, have done great things in the Bible, people that are backsliding in the Bible. Yet, we have people backsliding today. Is that us? And they were unfaithful to God. Israel had broken the covenant God made with them at Mount Sinai can see Exodus chapter 19 verse 20 for that. Because that's what that verse is telling us. It said they've broken the covenant. Verse 7. As at Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful. How did they break the covenant? They were what? Unfaithful. To me there. Though God wanted to make Israel a blessing, since they are his chosen people, he demands their obedience. But they are They were unfaithful to him. As God's chosen people, are we unfaithful and broken faith with him? Can I throw that question to us this evening? As God's chosen people, especially baked people of God, are we faithful or unfaithful to him? I want you to mark yourself in this question. In the 8th to the 9th verses, it was said that Gilead, that was once a sacred place, had become corrupted. And has turned to a city of evildoers, stained with footprints of blood. That is, footprints of blood of wicked people. I said to you that your home, has it become a place that is stained with blood, a place where you use your mouth, nose, leg, and everything to kill people? Is that what your home has turned to? Is that what your association has turned to? Is that what your environment has turned to? Where you kill people, you gossip people, you talk about people. Is that what it has become? But is it a place where the word of God is refreshed? We talked about Gilead. Your atmosphere around you. Because sometimes you don't need to join people before you start to destroy people. Wickedness inside us. Unfaithfulness inside us. May the Lord help us. We now talk about Gilead. That was one sacred. sacred place. The church of God. A place where people come and fear God. That's become, even this all of Europe. people will leave that place and come and gossip here. You don't fear God. You will leave the church and gossip on that. You don't fear God. That, that is the atmosphere of God's own place where you want to perform miracles. You go to a toilet. It's still part of the place, Gilead. The church of God is a Gilead. Every part of the church is Gilead. Our homes, they are Gilead. Anywhere we go, the atmosphere that surrounds us are Gilead. It, said it has turned to a place. has been corrupted and turned to a city of evildoers. May we not turn the church to a place of evil doers. May we not turn our homes into a place of evil doers. May we not turn our place, the church of God, the place that is stained with footprint of blood. Footprint of blood that is wicked people. Footprint, only people that want to do evil are not coming in. Instead of them seeing the light and the light changing them. May the Lord help us. He mentioned another place, Shechem, that was once a city of refuge. A place where people take safety. God is a place of refuge. Amen. Your home should be a place of refuge. He said it has been designated or assigned by, uh, that has been assigned by Joshua. Joshua chapter 20, you will see it in some of the verses there, 1, 7, and 8. Has turned to a place of murder and crime. What has your home turned to? What has your offices turned to? What has the church of God turned to? Your office that was given to you in the household of faith to do great and mighty things. Has it turned into a place of murder? You know, I didn't use knife. No, you don't need to use knife. Your home that's supposed to be Shechem, a place of refuge. Your office, Shechem, a place of refuge. What has it turned to? Has it turned to a place of murder and crime with hands of evil priests lying in wait to murder travelers traveling through the territories? As priests, we are supposed to help. As priests, we are supposed to support good things. But as our Shechem turned to a place of murder and crime. With the hands of evil priests. You know, he qualified it with an adjective there. so say evil priests, lying in wait to murder-travelers. In those days, when they travel from one place to the other, they travel from Woolwich to New Cross. Priests down the way. To do evil through the territory. How does this affect us, or our society today? Many priests are also destroying their members by their attitude and conduct. By their attitude and conduct, you can see not in this church in the name of Jesus. Many homes that are represented are also, that are supposed to be priests. Bad attitude in their attitude and conduct are represented there. Some fornicate, if you, to mention but a few. Some fornicate or commit with weaker ones in their congregation, asking them to commit abortion after abortion. They display these actions of the priest. They, uh, they display and these actions of the priests led people away from God. That is just to mention one. Priests, they are not living a life of example. Priests' children are not living a life of example. They are, they, they are, the, main, they are the main people that destroy the church of God. May the Lord not make us such priests. You can look at the life of Samuel and the children. The prophets of God. And some other examples in the scriptures. So that we should train our children the way they will go, so that when they grow, they will not depart from it. In verse 10, as compared with... Uh, 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 chapter 5, 3b Ephraim turned to prostitution that is Ephraim prostitutes herself and Ephraim is not clean and Israel is corrupt we are the Israel of today and Ephraim of today, do we prostitute ourselves or are we corrupted may the Lord help us verse 11, punishment also await Judah in the future or at God's own appointed time that, is, that ends the scripture here I said to those of us that lead prayer, we must not come and quote this also for you, Judah. A harvest is appointed. We will quote it the wrong way, but the harvest that he's talking about there, because of Judah's unfaithfulness, punishment awaits him at an appointed time. Referencing verse 6, obedience is better than sacrifice. So just uh, round up by taking us through the scriptures that talks about obedience and sacrifices. I'm going to ask you, God, through his scriptures and his prophets. On several locations. says that. Number one. You can see that in the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 15. 22 and 23. When Saul uh, 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 was asked to go and kill all the Amalekites. He kept some behind. Read the story. Obedience is far better than what? Than sacrifice. This scripture, uh, this scripture to show us that God is interested in our obedience. And not our sacrifices. Psalm 40. Verse 6 to 8. That's God doesn't want bond offerings. He wants a lifelong service. Psalm 51, 16 to 19. I'm going to ask you questions on this. God isn't interested in, 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 in any other thing, He wants a broken and contrite heart. Jeremiah chapter 7, 21 to 23. It isn't sacrifices God wants. He desires obedience and promises that he will be a God and we will be his people. We see our chapter 6 where we are reading from verse 6 today. God doesn't want sacrifices. He wants a loving, lo- uh, loving loyalty. He doesn't want offerings. He wants us to acknowledge him. Amos chapter 5, 21-24 God hates pretense, and hypocrisy. He wants to see justice roll on like a river. Micah chapter 6, 6 6-8, God is not satisfied with offerings. He wants us to be fair and just and merciful and to walk humbly, humbly, humbly with him. Lastly, Matthew chapter 9 verse 13, God doesn't want sacrifices. He wants us to be merciful. I end with that chapter 6, verse 6, I desire mercy, obedience, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God, rather than burnt offerings. I rest my case. Are we blessed tonight? I don't know if the man of God wants to say anything.
1: Amen. You know, there's something I want us not to miss from, you know, Uh, what mom is teaching god loves his people but he does not spare them punishment if they rebel and that is very glaring in this god expects us to love him as he loves us and i told you on sunday what is love is given if God give all for us, God expects us to just give everything to him to obey God is easier and profitable and another thing that you I will call your uh, remembrance to is the fact that Israel derailed because of bad influences around them. Israelites are not evil because they serve the the living God but the moment they they prostitute themselves with the foreigners that is they get involved with relationship with foreigners my foreigners and all stuff they introduce all the you know detestable ways of idols in the name of social in the name of uh, you know it's just human and before Israel knows it they will contaminate themselves and he spoke about, he said, I have seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. The Ephraimite is given to prostitution, and Israel is defiled. So whenever we follow the world, it defiles us. And God is very jealous. He guards he us jealously. And it is the jealous, the jealous heart of God that triggers very th- thorough and fierce punishment when we go away from him into whatever we're going to do. So we must recognize this, that God is speaking to us uh, very, very lovingly and very, very firmly that His love should not be taken for granted. And your verse 11 says also, For Judah, a harvest is appointed whenever I will restore the fortune of my people. That crowns the love of God that Even when we go astray and he punishes us, his intention for us is never changed. When you come back, God will restore you back. But it is only you who will live with his car to tell the stories to others that this is what God is. But because you have gone astray and you have been punished by God, it doesn't mean that God rejected you. God's, you know, appointed harvest for Judah remains. Whenever Judah returns back to God. Now we're going to pray. Let's rise up together. I, I heard all the prayers you prayed. I was watching all those who led the prayer points before now. I want us to pray that God will give us a listening ear and a hearing heart. A heart that is willing to serve and to obey God. Both young and old in this church Shall we just pray together. Father, we just ask you that you give us a hearing heart, ear that listens, ability to obey you. Father, ability to walk in the love of God. Help us to understand love for you. Touch our hearts that God will be personal to every member of this church, both young and old. Let us ask God, teach us your ways, O God. Teach us your ways, O God, that we may continue to fear you, that we may continue to obey you, that we may continue to find favor before you. Let us ask God, enable us to operate in the mind of Christ that is given to us. Let us ask God to destroy everything that is earthly in us, the things that will hinder us from satisfying God. Any attitude, any behavior, any way of thinking. That can hinder us from the flow of the love of God. That the Lord will destroy from among us. The Bible says that, I love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. Enable us, O God. And this word we have had today, let it transform us. Let it make us. Let it remain in us. Let it change us. Let it protect us. In this time of falling away, tell God, protect me by your word. Guide me by your word. Lead me by your word. Enable me by your word and empower me, Lord. In this season of warfare, in a way that we will not be people who pray in the church only, but will pray at home. We will not read the Bible only in the church, we will read it in our private time. That we will give ourselves to the study of the word, to behaving according to the word. We bless you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. One more prayer I want to pray just for a minute is this. You, we all agree that everything God tells us not to do has nothing to do with God. If we do them, we live a good life. We will have little regret in our lives when we do the will of God. We know, too, that every time we, dis- we decide, decide not to do the will of God, a regret is awaiting us. A disgrace can come from it. But anybody who keeps the laws of God and walks in the way of God can never be displaced for any reason. He cannot be. Therefore, I wanted to pray because the, the, the major part of us that contends with God's will, your eyes, what you see, your ears, what you hear, and your mouth, what you see, blesses the man. Who walks not in the council of the wicked. Or sits in the seat of mockers. People who mock other people. People who backbite other people. People who talk down other people. People who are talebearers and they just want to give you some talk. Any talk that does not add value to your life, you must not engage in it. One of the key things I give the students in Legacy and the youths in Legacy is this. I have found out that every human being that God created is a genius. That's what I found out. I found out that the reason why many people do not attain the highest heights is because they don't understand priorities. They give attention to things that waste their times and lives. And they postpone things that will add value to their lives you know every student should come out in distinction if they just understand that because if they teach you something they give you an assignment for 4 weeks you are supposed to do it the same week that they gave you the assignment so that you finished it because they've just taught you about it the same thing with church someone come to you do, 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 do. ask yourself what is saying is it godly what is saying is it he helpful does it he build me up if it's not, tell him, shut your mouth, please. Slam your door against that person. The worst the person can do is that he will go away from you for some time, but Holy Ghost will convict him or her. He will come back. Are you with me now? You must not stay in a place where they wrong God down or in the company of those who, you know, abuse their mind by, by words. Because if you hear, it registers a thought in you. So, it's better you don't hear bad things. You shut it, shut their mouth before they open it and tell them that you are not supposed to do this as a believer so that you are correcting that attitude. It is by spirits sent by Satan to defy you. Those things will defy you, they will change your behavior and you will sin. So, we're going to pray God. Assign a messenger at the door of our lips, our eyes, and our ears so that everything I hear I filter. The reason why people get angry as well and lose great great, great benefits and then they will think why did i do that is because they could not control what they hear okay they couldn't filter what they hear so we're going to tell god father we ask you every member of this household we want to be pure before the lord our sign messenger in our uh, of our ears our eyes and our lips shall we just begin to pray The Bible says the Son of God did not speak as he sees. We pray for ourselves, every member of CFT globally, assign a messenger at the door of our eyes so that the things we see will not generate thoughts in us, except the things that are profitable, except the things that are lovely. We will not rejoice in discussing evil reports ungodly discussion. Assign a messenger at the door of our ears so that the things we hear will not contaminate us. If they are evil, we will filter it and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Enable us to take every thought captive. Assign your messenger at the door of our lips so that we will not utter things against what you have done. We will not alter things that will defile our temple. We will not alter things that will defile other people or destroy other people. Being partaker in other people's iniquity. Help us, O God. Tame our tongues, Lord Jesus. Educate our mind, Lord Jesus. Guard our ears, O God. Guard our eyes, O God. Let them be consecrated, Lord, to you. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Our God and King, we thank you for what you have done in this house. Lord, if we spend the rest of our life thanking you, it's not enough because what you have done so far is so insignificantly little to what you will do. For this is so awesome to what we began with where we are today 26 years ago we could not dream of it lord but we served you with our hearts and we saw your hand along father help us to be faithful today so that we can enter into better tomorrow because our faithfulness and working with you of yesterday Had brought us thus far, which means what will be revealed or be made of us in the next five years, we alarm this universe. Enable us, O God, every one of us, to be faithful in you so that we can enter into this higher glory that is coming tomorrow, so that as we grow daily in stature, we will grow deeper in the knowledge of heaven. So that corruption will be lesser in our lives. We do not want Satan to glory in our tongue. We do not want Satan to glory in our thoughts. Because he is the one who influenced them. We want God to glory in our tongue. Because we speak God. And we speak the very words of the living God. We want God to glory in our thinking. Because we are able to take every thought captive until their obedience is complete. We want God to glory in our eyes, because the things that we see, if they are ungodly, will not determine what we think. That we can see like Jesus saw, we can hear like Jesus heard, and we can speak like Jesus spoke. This we pray for all members of CFT, and all the churches affiliated to us in prophetic voice all over the world. Thank you for such a time as this. There will be no better time for us to live on earth than this season that we are seeing you and seeing your prophecy manifest on a daily basis. We give you the glory and honor and praise. In the revival to come, Father, make us worthy. I pray for every element of this house that as you are going to visit the earth again and the church before your return, that you will count us worthy of the privilege to be among the living stones that you will use in your global outreach this we ask and thank you is done as we ask in jesus holy name amen